All right, I'm not sure the age range of our audience, but being in our mid-twenties, Simone and I are at the age where we're now adults, or adulting at the very least. In American culture, there now seems to be this gray area of self-exploration and existential crisis associated with folks after they become legal adults at 18, but are still finding their place in society. How do we transition into adulthood? That's a great question. All right, so we came to this topic after talking to each other about uh, some of the things that we had seen going on around us, and obviously, like I said, our personal experience of coming into this age. Um, One thing that we noticed was just seeing how there's been a shift in cultural context in the U.S. of women having more power in the workplace and actually being able to dictate relationships instead of having to just rely on a man to get out of the home. Um, A book I recommend reading is Modern Romance by Aziz Ansari that looks at, he interviews people from previous generations and looks at how dating and relationships have changed drastically even just two generations ago. Seeing the distance people were um, between each other, seeing the autonomy, like I said, women have, and then the ages, people are waiting, right? Waiting longer to get married. So we're living longer, we're waiting longer to get married, and this creates this time that didn't used to exist, kind of 18 to 30 years old, where people are really coming into their own and finding out who are they as an adult. So the first main discussion point we wanted to hit on was career in terms of coming into adulthood and specifically showing up in different professional work environments and navigating how to represent yourself, knowing that work environments are constantly changing. You're bringing a lot of identities um, into play and whether or not people are seeing you based on the merits of your work, your identities, how to make this sort of professional brand. Um, young professionals have a lot of choices, and I think that is an existential crisis facing a lot of folks in their 20s. Essentially, am I getting the right job? Am I going for the quote-unquote right career and feeling like we may be missing out on something if we don't make choices that lead us to this career? So a lot of people are thinking, you know, should I go to school? Should I get a, another grad degree to prepare me for a career when I'm at work? Am I hustling, you know, leveling up at work, getting to the next phase? And I think there is a lot of pressure on folks to basically find out who they are, what's driving them and how they're showing up at work and where they're moving in life. There's a lot of assumptions that we have on what makes a successful career. Uh, Definitely not just enjoyment of your job. There's a lot of assumptions around uh, based on your job title, how much money you make, where you're living, how much power you have at your work or power over other people. Um, That's supposed to dictate success, um, even though you may be miserable, right, in your job. So I think a lot of folks, too, were, were wrestling with that. And that's part of how we even maybe judge people when we meet them, right, as like this kind of adult in their 20s is, hey, what do you do? You know, what's your job title? Where are you kind of with work and maybe skirting around how much money you make or, you know, what industry you're working in. So uh, this is just a, a conversation we'd want to start and ask people, do you feel confident in your career field of where you are? Do you feel confident in how you show up at work? Are you still navigating that in terms of figuring out how to how to come to work and 
how much to reel it in or be more of your full self and, and transparent. So that's the first thing we wanted to discuss. Simone, what kind of things are popping up for you around that first topic of career? I think the first thing that comes up, you know, there's just a lot to think about when it comes to not only your career, but starting your career. There's a lot of questions like you mentioned in terms of pay and purpose and everything that kind of goes into determining who you are and how you will apply that to your professional life. Um, and I think for me, in terms of where I'm at, I'm still trying to have patience. You know, I think it's very hard for young people, especially really motivated and highly ambitious people to kind of slow down, you know, and give themselves a chance to figure things out. It's, it's kind of tough to do that. Um, so that would be the first thing that I would say that works for me. But, you know, we're not all the same. And I'm sure that the answer might be different for you. So on to our next topic. I think this is very slept on. Taking care of yourself. It's something that we kind of slowly learn to do throughout our lives. You know, some people depend on their parents to take care of themselves up until a certain age, and then you're kind of out to figure it out on your own. A lot of people also grow up very independent and kind of know how to take care of themselves. But no matter where you are, there's an adjustment into adulthood. And I think that we're not really taught how much it's important to take care of yourself, specifically when you're getting into maybe a rigorous profession or when you're starting to be really independent. It's something that we kind of put on the back burner. I know that I did when I first started my career. And I realized that taking care of yourself doesn't necessarily have to be a big thing. You know, you don't necessarily have to have an hour self-care routine every evening, but paying attention to how you feel and your health early on uh, to prevent anything from happening, you know, bigger as time goes on is really important, especially when you're working and um, have a full-time job and can't necessarily afford to be stopped by some element of your health. So that's the first thing I would say is taking care of yourself is extremely important. And that could be small things like physical fitness. It could be going to the doctor if you can afford to do so. Little things to make sure that you're just paying attention to yourself and in tune with your body. Another thing that's really important when you're first starting off is listening to your body and trusting yourself. I know a lot of my peers and myself included when we first started off at work, we kind of poured ourselves really heavily into our jobs and ignored little things that would come up, you know, whether it's feeling a little burnt out or feeling tired or overworked, you kind of push past that thinking, you know, I have so much to take on right now, I can't afford to take a break. Uh, and I know that I didn't take many if any sick days when I first started off and many of my friends didn't either so looking back that's something that I tell myself and people who are starting off with their careers and entering adulthood is listen to your body listen 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 I can't emphasize it enough uh, and it's something that you kind of have to take along with you for the rest of your life it's not something that is just important early on it becomes more and more important if anything as you grow into adulthood is there anything you would add there as well Jeremy? Yeah, in terms of taking care of yourself, I think a lot of times we're told there are certain things that work. And of course, there are things that apply to a lot of people, you know, meditation, like physical exercise, uh, getting outside, especially during the pandemic. But that might change or be different for you or may change like year to year, basically. So that's something I would mention is just knowing that you'll be in different phases of your life. And I think we've both experienced this recently. And you may have to 
alter what taking care of yourself is. Like maybe you're in a phase of your life where you're feeling really great physically, have lots of energy and taking care of yourself is getting into a bunch of exercise and going outside and stuff. And maybe you're in a place where, you know, a lot of stuff went down and you're not feeling great and taking care of yourself is playing some video games or watching Netflix and giving yourself a break. So just say that as a, as a transition to adulthood, uh, we may be facing these things that we have maybe not faced a ton in our life before, like a, you know, a death of a loved one, some physical health issues, different things. And, you know, developing these different coping mechanisms and learning how to take care of yourself is going to change season to season and just giving yourself grace with how that goes. All right, our last main point on transitioning into adulthood is making your own decisions, right? So that's the main hallmark, I think, of adulthood. I usually think of is, you know, I'm an adult. I can I can do what I want. I can do my own thing. Um, one thing in particular that stands out to me is finances because obviously making your own decisions sounds great. You have your own responsibility. You can do what you want. But I think something you quickly learn as you become an adult is that you now have to pay for a lot of things and especially living in a capitalist society that might be a little harsh sometimes. You may have to uh, be very strategic about the types of jobs that you pursue, how you spend your time and making sure you're compensated so you can actually pay for cost of living, groceries, those sort of things. So I think that's something uh, I was fortunate to uh, learn from an early age. I had people around me that really showed me how to budget. I remember a former supervisor sharing an Excel sheet with me that he used. And I was like, oh, cool. Like, this is a thing people do and you can make it work. And noticing how much money I was spending uh, when I was in college and kind of seeing that and be like, okay, being really cognizant of that and knowing maybe the threshold of expendable income I had. But I think this is definitely a topic where a lot of people struggle, right? There's a reason that there's a lot of credit card debt um, in, in, in America. And there's a reason that, you know, a lot of folks maybe don't feel like they can take certain jobs because they need to like be able to feel like they can live in an area and pay for it. So this is a huge concern as people are coming into uh, their 20s and really having to think about maybe for the first time, maybe for some folks. And if you're listening, you're like, dude, I've thought about this all the time <laughs> growing up. This ain't new to me. But I think for a lot of folks, you know, having the sole responsibility of kind of budgeting and knowing what you can spend on. Um, I think to me, and the last point I'll make here in the past to Simone, or really, it was really having expendable income was weird to me. Like having money that where it's like, oh, wow, I can like treat myself, right? Or like do something. It was kind of odd. I feel like I was trying, not hustling, but, you know, just saving and being very practical and like paying for my education. And once I finally got to a point where I was kind of done with school and making money, it's like, oh, I actually have a little bit of money I could either like save or invest or do something with. And um, not going willy nilly with that, but just kind of recognizing that and appreciating that, you know, and I think be proud of that, especially if you have reached that point. Um, I think that was kind of new for me and then navigating, right? Like, what do I do with that money now? Like, I've, I've never been someone that could invest in the stock market. It's like, oh, I can do that now. And then needing to educate myself. So that's something I've been even dealing with recently is like, how do I use that money? You know, do uh, I help other people? Do I like purchase something? Do I save? And I think it's a, a similar thing for a lot of folks going through. Um, Simone, what would you say in terms of, I know I've really focused on the finances, but making your own decisions, anything that stands out to you, transition to adulthood or on that finance piece? 
Yeah, I mean, I think that the best and the worst part of adulthood is the autonomy. You know, you have the power to determine who you are, what you're doing, and why you're doing it. And sometimes you can get lost in the sauce when you know you have control over all of that. So I'd say number one is it's okay to kind of benchmark yourself. I think that I really did that、um, at the beginning of my career. Is I would. Find people that I really admired and kind of figure out what they did and kind of replicate it or make it at least unique to myself. That's the first thing. Second, kind of back to the finances, and I know I'm pivoting a little bit here, but I think it's becoming less and less taboo to talk about how much money you make in salaries. And I would emphasize the importance of having those conversations with the people around you. I think that we kind of keep these things secret, you know, just because that's custom. In our society, but more and more, I think that you should definitely, if you can, talk to your friends about how much money they make, especially if they're in similar fields, so that you feel like you have a little bit of control over, you know, negotiating your salary when it comes to getting employment and negotiating a raise if possible. Because yes, you need to control your finances when you have them, but you also have the power to control, you know, earning more if that's possible, and really knowing what you're worth and what you can be worth. So that's another thing. But you know, all of this to say is there's so much out there, and I think that we could say many, many things that have worked for us. But the most important thing is to figure out what works for you. And you know, I've kind of used YouTube and peers and just reading a lot to figure out how to kind of make it in this world. And I urge you all to kind of do the same because it's tough out here. You know, <laughs> you realize that we're all just kind of grown kids figuring it out. And I know that you know we all will. I feel like Jeremy has done a great job. I feel like I'm doing a great job. Whoever is listening, keep on doing it. <laughs> You're doing great. Oh、uh, yeah. So I think that's it. Great. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Hope this offered some sort of value to you. But you know, the most important thing here is we really just want to start conversations and get an understanding of how everyone else is feeling out there. I think that opening this dialogue is really great, and kind of having listeners to engage with us is really important to us as well. So we decided to end our podcast with a prompt. The first thing is, when did you feel like you became an adult? I don't know if I have an exact answer for that, so I'll have to kind of think about that as well. And second, here is what is the biggest lesson you've learned so far about adulthood? It might be a loaded question, but I think that sharing these answers with our peers and you know the people around us, we kind of figure out if we're all kind of having the same experiences and what we can learn from each other. So again, thanks for listening, everyone, and stay tuned for the next episode. Thank you for joining us today. And go ahead and email us your answers to those questions at greatquestionpodcast at gmail dot com. Have a great day.